Hey everyone, Assalamualaikum. I just want to talk a little bit about what it's like or what, what exactly I do as a fractional executive. Um, I've been going to a lot of fractional meetups lately, which has been nice. Uh, I actually like that because I've had fractional roles in the past, like over the years, but I've been like a fractional CTO here for like a month or a fractional CTO here for like a, a few months. Um, but lately I've been holding a few concurrent well, I shouldn't say concurrent, but like a few parallel fractional roles. So I have my consulting company where I usually come into enterprises. I do management and IT consulting. Um, a lot of the time, though, they just need help with IT strategy, auditing, or they want an interim, you know, uh, like a temporary CXO until they find someone. So, for example, there's a healthcare, um, uh, there's a, a healthcare network uh, that's actually looking to me as a fractional uh, CFO. Which uh, which will be new, but usually I come in as a temporary CIO or CTO, or whatever, until they find someone permanent. Because uh, some of these industries, I don't have a lot of the detailed knowledge necessary to be useful in the long term, at least in their in their eyes. I think I can keep the ship running regardless. Um, but they want someone to ensure continuity of operations. So I you know I come in and I do that through my my company. So there's that. Then you know there are those engagements. Then there's also a few engagements I'm, I'm, I'm in where I'm a fractional executive. So I might be a fractional CIO or CTO, and I'm working with a few stealth startups. And it's a very different relationship being a fractional CXO for startups versus existing companies, existing, whether it's governmental agencies, hospitals, uh, what have you, being an interim or fractional, which by the way, I say them together, they're totally different. I mean, interim is a temporary executive who's still there like nine to nine or seven to seven, whatever, like you're still working your 60 hours a week as an interim person, but you have a set date, but a fractional is coming in, you know, very, very much part-time. Uh, so those are totally different relationships, but I just pair them together like interim and fractional because I do, I do both. So there's some startups where I'm a fractional executive and it's a very different relationship because first of all, fractional versus interim is already different. Then being the first executive versus taking over the reins from an existing company, different relationship, right? And then startups versus companies with resources, different relationships. So uh, I'm a fractional executive for, there's a social media company, there's a med tech company, a company making medical device, there's a, a fintech company, and then there's another social media company, but with a different purpose. Um, why isn't this on Do Not Disturb? I, I could have sworn I did it. Oh, it's five o'clock and people I had iftar plans with are canceling. That is, that is not nice. Yeah, iftar is, I'm, I'm in New York. Iftar is around like 7.30, 7.25, something like that. So to cancel at five isn't, I'm not devastated, but at the same time, I'm not pleased. Anyway, so you have a fintech startup, a halal fintech startup called uh, Fursa Capital. And then there's a social media, Muslim, you know, Muslim social media uh, app called Mecca Digital. So there's those two. And then there's two startups that are in stealth mode. One's a social media company and then one's a medical device company. Uh, so I'm fractional for all of these where I just, you know, provide, I'm leveraged as an occasional resource. Uh, there's a fifth company I'm actually a fractional executive for. And uh, if I had to say how much time I dedicate to these, some of these companies, we have like a few hours a month. And then some of these companies I'm spending a few hours a week. And it just depends on maturity, like where they are. Um, 
Now, the fifth company is actually sort of more of a recent endeavor. I, I joined them in October. They're not on my LinkedIn yet just because we are so stealth. I think we don't even want to mention anything. Because I do, if I if you go on my LinkedIn, I'll I'll mention my startups in stealth mode, but I'll still give I'll still give some summary. But with this company, you know, we're very much everything is sort of top secret, not not in the federal sense, not literally top secret. It's not government involved or anything, but everything is very very you know um, just very secret. So I'll 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 use this one as an example, just because I think this one sort of has the most. I guess the closest relationship to what a fractional executive does. So for this company, this company is developing um, an accessory for computers. Uh, it's actually trying to change how computers, I shouldn't say accessories, more of a utility maybe. Um, essentially, they're trying to create a new standard, not USB 3.1 or 3.2, not Thunderbolt. This company is trying to um, create a new standard for data transfer. And I think I've already given away too much information, but I checked with the CEO and he said, um, I mean, I'll be sending this to him for approval. And then he'll, if I say too much, it'll be edited out. Uh, but that's the goal of the company is to create these hardware, pieces of hardware who, that, that are designed to uh, be faster with data transfer, have faster data transfer speeds and have new standards uh, versus, um, you know, our the current standards that we have, right? Uh, by the way, if I'm looking here, it's because I I, I actually have a screen here and I'm, I'm monitoring some things right now. Um, and if you heard my phone tech, if you heard my phone ring twice, one was some friends uh, canceling the iftar, the other one was actually work. So that's why I'm I'm now focused on this screen. So I'm not being rude by not looking at you, but I, I just have to keep an eye on these things. Um, Actually, yeah, I think. Yeah, I hope there isn't any look of concern on my face, but I am starting to get a little, little concerned. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we're we're trying to develop new standards for you know technologies that exist to help uh, transfer data. Um, and you know, it's a piece of hardware. It's being we're currently raising money. Because we have the prototype, we've, we, we've, we've proven it, we've shown it to investors, um, but we're trying to take that prototype uh, and eventually, obviously, mass produce it. And to do that, we, we need money because you need a certain amount of money to uh, produce a certain amount of units at a certain price, which is usually tied to volume, right? So the more we make, the more you know we tell the factory to produce, uh, the more of a discount we can get, but in order to get that level of discount, we need you know a lot of money. But I leave that in the CEO's hands. I'm not involved with that. Um, I I do sometimes come in for uh, investor confidence, and and they'll ask me questions, and I'll answer them the best I can uh, as someone who works in tech, and uh, it is an interesting solution. But um, let me actually. I think I should be able to exist by moving this. Moving this here, uh, I'm just monitoring. I'm just monitoring some visual um, data that I'm taking in. Uh, it, I think it's a bad practice for me to record while I'm working, but sometimes things pop up at the last second. Uh, I usually record my podcasts like during absolute breaks or free time. You know, pockets of free time. I don't like to do it while I'm working. But anyway, 
Uh, so I'm a fractional executive for this company. We're, we're raising money, um, just trying to essentially produce these, these pieces of hardware. Um, so what do I do? Well, once we make these units, right, that's not the point to start developing websites to support that product. So what I'm working on in the back end is uh, I'm working with call centers, you know, customer support centers in uh, Karachi, Pakistan. Uh, I am working with vendors here uh, and we're making sure that, uh, first of all, we're making our website for the product, right? Like we haven't announced it yet, but we have a website. If you go on it, I mean, we're, we have a lot of uh, engineers and designers who are throwing on cool um, uh, logos and visuals and uh, these cool special effects. And if you scroll through the site, like you see the, the product, like it's turning and then it's, it, it opens up slowly and every piece or something is is notated and it tells you what this does and yeah it's all that it's all that cool stuff right so you have to have a website for your product um, you have to have a way to support your product so we have documentation we have manuals we have like a little chat bot or whatever in the corner that people can chat with in real time with a with an agent we have a way for you to put in tickets if you have an issue with it we have a way to um, you know the website will allow you to make an account and link up your device, the serial number with your account, so it's tied to your account for warranty reasons, for um, you know, for uh, re replacement reasons, repairs, setting all that stuff up. Um, so, you know, the, the website is is being designed in parallel to you know while we're raising money, so that by the time we have these products, once we're able to you know get a certain amount of money, generate a certain amount of product, we're trying to I forget how much we're trying to raise, but I think we want to create about 250,000 units just, just based on the interest we've gotten um, with the prototype. Uh, but, you know, you don't wait until you have the product to then make everything that will support it, right? You have to have um, technology that will support your business, support your product, drive it, um, and, and market it. I mean, a big thing with the website is that I'm looking at how can our website better market our product to people who have never heard of it or might hear of it. I mean, the first thing people do is they go, try to go to the website. Like when I hear about a new Apple MacBook, I don't go to Google News to learn about it. I don't go to CNET. I don't go to um, PhoneRadar.com or anything else. Like I go to Apple.com. So, you know, what I do is I, I, set aside, I set aside some time every week and I work with the engineers and I say, okay, how does the website look? Will users be able to do this, this, and this? I mean, this is very important. Um, you know, I like to test things out. I like to look at our, our, uh, you know, our, our test cases, uh, use cases. Um, I like to look at, you know, obviously how much money are we, how are we spending? Uh, and just, you know, how is everything tied together? I mean, it should be a seamless experience. If someone has an issue with their device, uh, that's a problem, but if they can't replace it or get in touch with an agent to maybe diagnose it, troubleshoot it that's a catastrophe, right? You go from problem to like, that's that's an absolute business stoppage right there. That, that's a problem. And when you go to market for the first time, when you go live with a new product, I mean, it's a scary time. So, you know, people, my family members have, have some knowledge of this company. So you have this company with a physical device. What could a CIO do? Well, some of the things that I've explained right now. And not just that, like I, I also do forecasting because yeah, it's a physical piece of hardware, but there is some software involved. And we're just using this device to go to market, but this company actually has 
other software products in the future that we weren't able to pitch now because we don't have, you know, much success. But the company has, you know, they have dreams, they have a timeline, they have roadmaps that there are other things we want to generate. So, yeah, this is a hardware product. So, you know, having a technical guy, a software guy uh, with a piece of hardware, like it doesn't always make sense. But it does when you think about all the IT that's necessary behind the scenes to drive this physical product. And then you also think long-term, the other software applications and solutions that our CEO has in mind, I won't say if they're good or bad, um, but they are sort of unproven, right? Their idea, there's solutions he has to real-world problems, but who knows if by the time we have the money to solve those problems, like who knows if it won't already be solved, right? Because I've worked with startups where they've been in stealth mode for like five years, and they take so long to develop something, and then a competitor, like this is a real example, in the mid-2010s, I was working with a startup that was working on something for a long time. A competitor in Australia, of all places, like in Australia, they came up with an application that did what we were trying to do. And then all our efforts were for nothing because they eventually then launched in the U.S. Like very quickly, they got into the U.S. And yeah, then all our efforts were for nothing. If we had maybe been more public or loud about it, if we had maybe better marketing, we could have preserved some customer base or carved out some territory, something like that, but a post-mortem for another time, right? This really just wanted to focus on, you know, what a fractional executive does, um, it, it, especially with companies that don't have a product yet. Well, this is what we do. We, we set the company up for not just this product, but future products. Um, so that's just this sort of computer device company. Uh, when it comes to the medical device company, you know, I'm working, for, we're, we're in stealth mode. We're waiting for a lot of intellectual property to come through. Uh, I used to work at the United States Patent and Trademark Office. I was at Commerce. I was a high-level IT resource. And after you leave Commerce, you actually have to wait about a year or so before you can kind of get involved with anything IP-related. And I just wanted to wait that out because uh, I think it's a conflict of interest. They just don't want you to leave and then start filing patents right away. And then your buddies at work are like just approving it. So they, there is some sort of mandatory waiting period. And uh, not that my name is on anything that we've submitted, but I didn't even want there to appear to be a conflict of interest that I'm advising a company as soon as I leave. Like, I just wanted to be clean. So, you know, I waited about a year after I left commerce. I left commerce end of 2021. So I waited until end of 2022 to get involved in this company. So we're waiting on some on some intellectual property. Um, the device has been designed. It's meant to be a cardiac device. Um, you know, it's been designed. The company uh, was founded by a CIO uh, of, of a hospital, actually. Um, and yeah, we're just waiting until the IP comes through because that's a big part of raising money is that uh, they want to see that you have the intellectual property. If you don't have the intellectual property, people get it's very risky. So you have to kind of self-fund it, pay for the intellectual property applications and, and just wait for your time. But while we're doing that, we already know how the device is going to behave, what it's meant to do. So even if we don't have the money to produce it per se, and we can't really produce it like or, or distribute it, obviously, like because it's a medical device, like we also have to get approval. But like as we wait over all these next few years for it to get approved by the powers that be, we're still looking at applications that will pair with this device. Applica we're looking at applications that will program it, operate it. Uh, and again, just like I'm doing with this computer tech company, what's happening? So an iftar that I'm supposed to go to with 50 people has had 42 people drop out. 
that is rough. Anyway, uh, and the same as with this former startup that I that I mentioned with the medtech company, where you know we got to set up the website, we have support and everything. Like everything is lined up. We have all the documentation. It's a little bit deeper though because obviously this is a much more involved device and there's a lot more regulations, oversight, bureaucracy. Like there's the support for this is going to be insane. The documentation we're generating is going to be insane. Like we're we're making sure that when this device, if it goes to market, I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, but if it ever does see the light of day, we're making sure that everything is lined up uh, so that we can just hit the ground running. Like we don't want to um, have any growing pains later on. We would rather get things done now. And I meet with this medtech company about once a month just because uh, the CEO, the founder, is himself a CIO. He's able to do a lot of the work himself. He just taps into me time to time just because of my um, just diverse background and, and uh, just likes to use me as a resource because I've just worked in all states, all time zones. Uh, so he's always just curious about, like, what are these academic centers? Like, what, what kind of practices can you bring from those academic centers, those hospitals, these clients? Um, you know, not, not what are they doing or, but more so how can, I guess the way of working, the way of looking at things like, would this make sense to them? And I have to kind of put on the lens and say, you know what, as someone who's worked with this big academic powerhouse in Texas, for example, I, I think these are the concerns they'll have, you know, just, just kind of changing lenses, so to speak. Uh, and that's, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely a good resource. So you know, these are just some of the things you do as a fractional executive is that like, yeah, your engagements are kind of superficial. They're very short term. It could be a, f a one hour a week, a few hours a week, four hours a month, something like that. But you, you're really just using your experience and setting a company up, not for, not that there's work to be done now, but you're preparing the company to be robust and set up to scale explosively later on down the line. Um, the social media company I'm with, uh, that's in stealth mode, that one, I think there's nothing new that I haven't said. I mean, it's just the application is being designed to behave a certain way that's new compared to other social media applications. Um, I, I'm just there for, uh, oversight really, but I can say that the team kind of runs itself and the CEO is somewhat technical. Um, but there's... I think it just makes people feel better when they see uh, someone with some governmental experience because I think one thing they worry about is just how would this look from like, you know, I guess just my perspective, right? Because with government, government gives you this this mindset of uh, privacy and security, right? Government is very big on privacy, very big on security. So when you work for government or honestly, maybe one of the auditing firms like KPMG or something like that or, you know, Deloitte, like I've noticed some of the people who work at these companies, they're tapped into as resources because they can kind of help companies, you know, assess themselves and say, is this secure? You know, is privacy being respected? Are we in compliance with all of these regulations or rules? So, uh, yeah, that's just a little glimpse into what, you know, what a fractional executive does. Uh, I definitely have only scratched the surface. I mean, I'm sure there are fractional executives who are a lot more involved and, I, I would say I am a little bit more involved with some with some startups. I mean, there are some startups where, just to give you an example of when I'm really involved, like I would come in Monday morning and set up the entire week, as well as review anything that ha went wrong over the weekend, you know, put out any fires. And then Friday, like I, you know, I might have like morning standups uh, or I might just come in Monday morning and then spend that time setting up the week. And then come Friday, we do a retrospective, see if there needs to be any course correction. 
if everything's aligned, if everything was done well, I kind of dictate, you know, what needs to be done during the weekend. And then on Monday, I come back, I look backwards. What did we do? I look forward. What do we need to do? And yeah, just keep in communication with the other executives. The CEOs usually work full time. I've never, the startups I'm in, the, the CEOs usually they're full time managing everything. But then they have like a fractional CFO to make sure finances are in order, CMO to make sure that we're marketing, but not too aggressively because, again, we are often working in spaces where we don't have a finished product, but we want to generate interest, and that's what the CMO does. And then the CTO makes sure that the product, the CTO is usually a little bit more involved, and they make sure that the product actually has, you know, the architecture, the infrastructure, everything it needs. And then the CIO, I just make sure that in the future, like I'm, I'm setting things up not for now, not the day-to-day -day operations, but I'm, I'm setting things up for the future. So hopefully that long winded rant will give you guys some idea of what it's like to be a fractional executive and kind of just what we think about as fractional executives and why our relationships are so, I guess, um, shallow compared to, you know, permanent executives.